You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Gamescoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. With me this week is Greg Miller. Anthony Gallegos is here. Yay. And Rich George. What's up? Is also here. It's my scoop virginity right here. Popping your cherry, just like yeah. Anthony popped his knocking boots cherry earlier this week. Face mm-hmm. down, ass up. That's the way we <laughs> like to scoop. Uh, we got a big show for you uh, today. Lots of stuff to go through. Later on, we'll be talking to uh, a couple guys from High Voltage about Conduit 2 and other fun secret things. Yeah, definitely stay tuned for that one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so let's uh, get right to it. First of all, last week we promised one lucky listener would win a copy of Mass Effect 2 on we the did. PlayStation 3. The definitive version. It's kind of true. Uh, we have that winner here. Uh, Ross Liu of Heart, Michigan has won a copy of it. Uh, congratulations, Ross. I will mail that out to you today. Michigan looks like a hand, Damon. Yeah, or a, a, a mitten. I feel like if you live in Michigan, you need video games. Mm-hmm. Looks more like a... Because you don't have a job. Let me tell you, there's no jobs in Michigan. Tim Allen keeps getting on the TV trying to tell me to go there. No, I'm not going to fall for this, Tim Allen. <laughs> Tim Allen's on the Michigan commercials? Yeah, he does the voiceover work for it. Oh. Yeah, in Michigan we have lakes and shit. Out. <laughs> I didn't memorize any that of that. That sounded just like Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> to infinity and shit. <laughs> Listeners, if you want a, uh, a copy of Alien Breed 2 Assault for the PlayStation Network, grab this code right now. R-B-J-G-2-N-N-R-J-M-B-K. Good luck with that one. Since PlayStation Network codes are so they are so easy they to read out. They roll the tongue. And I have a bunch of these codes. Maybe I'll read some more. Oh, you can pepper them in there. Yeah, if you if you guys like remind good spice. me. If I remember, if I remember. Uh, big news this week: the next PSP is finally announced. Yeah, it's not the PSP two. No, it's not small. Codenamed doesn't seem all that portable. Why are they codenaming it? <laughs> not a slider. Codenamed NGP 
for yes. next generation portable. Terrible code name. Yes. Worst I, code name since the GameCube was codenamed the Dolphin. I feel like sure. the only reason they codenamed it is so they can have another event just to blow out the real name. Are like they, Microsoft did with the Kinect. Exactly. Right? Are there good code names though? The right? Katana. That was what the Dreamcast oh, was. Revolution. Such a cooler name than the Dreamcast. I liked Wii's Revolution. Yeah. I actually yeah, would nice. rather it had been called the Revolution. I know. Totally. Well. You know. Yeah, and it, that, that's, yeah, that's a much better. But I'm glad this NGP. is a bad, that sounds a bad like, code name. And nobody can remember it. It's like. I have to I have it, start write it down when I talk about it. They sound like an insurance PSP2. Otherwise, nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. They might as well have just said PSP2, it's a code name. But maybe so. Why would they do that? Why would like, they not call it the PSP two? Well, how many? Because I mean, how many podcasts have we been on where I have to scream at Craig Harrison? Is well, the PSP has been in a six year okay. tailspin. <laughs> like, but it looks <laughs> just like a PSP. Totally. totally. So what are they going to call it? I the, don't know. The PlayStation brand is still carries a lot of weight. And so they, they the should screen, call it a PlayStation something. The PlayStation screen says Next. PlayStation. I think they're. I think that's a big. I do think that's a big part of it. The, what you're going to see when it does. Come maybe out. they should like try. It's going to have PlayStation no, in the name. Maybe they, no now way they, they get rid of that. I know. Maybe now they should call it a PlayStation Portal, not shorten it to PSP. Mm-hmm. PlayStation call touch. it the PlayStation, PlayStation Pocket. Touch, PlayStation Lite. Uh, I've heard a lot of Next references. PlayStation like, Next? One of the games they've put up is Hot Shots Next. Right, mm. right. That's one of the ones that's on the screenshots yeah. and stuff. And there's another game in there that has Next in the title, too. Nice. So people are doing that. But that could just be, you I know, want Extreme Japanese. PlayStation. With extreme. an X. With an X, no E. Extreme. You know? yeah. Powered by Dew. No batteries needed. I never understood why the PS1 was called the PSX. I didn't know that it was. Yeah. yeah, that always when threw me people off. People talk about the PS X, yeah. meaning the first PlayStation. I, yeah. I don't get where the X weird abbreviation. If you wrote PS, everybody would say postscript. I was in the middle of this article. <laughs> I was in the middle of this paragraph. What is, why am I getting a postscript now? It was like the GameCube was GCN. GameCube oh. Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. That's and and then too. Japan, it was NGC. So, but that so made I guess more we, sense. I just, we just need three. We need three letters for anything. I think, it, I think it has to do with like uh, product coding or something like that. Because the GCN came from like the actual serial number that was on the bottom of it. So maybe that's PSX. I don't know. Who knows? Anyway. It's crazy video games, I tell you. Yeah. Uh, name, silly name aside, yeah. I am kind of interested in, in checking out the next PSP. Well, right. I'm gonna, let's call it the PSP2 for now. Agreed, yeah. Okay. It, well, we're gonna look, it's going to be funny. In a year a year from now, somebody's going to come to IGN and they'll have the real name and then they're going to see all these NGP stories in the back <laughs> and be like, what the hell it's is like this? It's like Natal. Yeah, right? Yeah. I'm just not interested in paying $450 for it. Is that what you're predicting at it? Yeah. I mean, I, in a perfect world, I hope 299 and I mean, I still think that's high. No, but no way. I know, yeah. I know. No it's no way. way. I, think, I think more realistically it'll 349 be 400 even god it's so expensive it's just not it's going to be 450 dollars that's why they joked ha it's not going to be 600 dollars but they also have said people will find money they didn't even know they had Did they I, I never find money I don't. Okay. who said this who Jack said Trenton how do i ever find money i didn't know i had i mean like i don't just happen to cross 400 dollars like oh. don't you think they learned something though with the i would PS3? think so like, Did the they PS3 learn anything was such a big they, deal they, of your overpriced we've seen this like jokes I, about getting a second job i wrote this thing in the thing yesterday it's like we've seen <laughs> nintendo and sony doing the same thing three times in a row it's like you know P- psp ds you know we ps3 like they do the same things they're like in the case of sony super powerful which is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Super expensive. And they did it three times in a row. Or well, you know, potentially three times in a row. Yeah, yeah. And Nintendo does their same thing, but we don't I hope they that. I hope they are in a place right now where they take a hit on this initially. You know what I mean? A bigger yeah. hit. You want I them mean, to take a hit. They're going they're no matter what they price it at, they're going to at the beginning. Right? Oh, that, uh, anytime that's, that's you put out new tech, this only is Nintendo happens. doesn't. A lot do that. of times they do, but I don't know that Sony can afford to do that because it's not just the games company that's suffering like uh, yeah, Sony, Sony is, in general is more than just Sony uh, computer yeah, and TVs and everything. None of it's doing particularly but well. But strictly on the game side, I mean, the PS3 is profitable now. So I mean, they've turned their it is corn. now. Yeah, like five years later. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm not saying everything's you know. I'm just. I, I, I think that they will sell it 
to, at least to break even. Uh, that, okay. That's no way. No way. Only Nintendo has ever sold out, like, uh, made sure they sold that cost or profit. Like, I, I can't think of another. Nintendo's the only one that makes a yeah, profit. And, and they, 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 they make profit at the launch. Like, yeah. it's like starting because they're. Because to be clever, fair. actually, they're, they're they're good at business. Well, I guess that... I don't know. I mean, like, um, but Microsoft and Sony have always sold at a loss. I think, right? Yeah, from what, I, yeah. From, from, I think from what we understand, anyway. I thought I think that's a traditional yeah. hardware sales and then you sales make, model. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. You, you make money on software. Yeah. Uh, are we surprised it's not a phone, not a PlayStation phone? No, not at all. That, not a surprise. The, but people talked about that. So uh, where did that come from? No, there's still a PlayStation phone in the works. That's for that sure is. happening. We just know oh, that's yeah, coming it, next month. It's called yeah, the, yeah, there's it's like two a things. The, there's Sony the Xperia. Xperia, yeah. And the, there's, there's, so there really is a PlayStation phone. Yeah, but it's not going to be called PlayStation phone, of course. Oh, okay. I that's mean, what you I figure what they talk about here, right, is their PlayStation Suite. Getting out, they're getting their stuff on Android Marketplace. Uh, getting out, you know, having their PlayStation One classics. That's that's that was the groundwork for them now to announce. Hey, Sony's got a new phone called Xperia, and it's designed to work with the PlayStation Suite. And you slide it up, and you have the buttons there. Yeah. I'm actually amazed they don't have the word PlayStation in that phone. So I guess they really want to distinguish it so that well, there's I mean, no brand confusion. Totally right. Like yeah. I don't understand. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes on those launches, but somebody had to have been like, "Oh crap, we're going to run these things." right up against yeah. each other. Let's not confuse consumers. That could be dangerous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do we know the ca- anything about the capabilities of the PlayStation phone yet? And uh, yeah, any... Engadget put up a thing uh, this week. They yeah. bought it from, apparently, they somebody in China smuggled it off the assembly line and they bought it there and so they have a Crazy whole smuggler. thing up there. Scott Lowe boiled it down out of all the now, tech do we stuff know, Do we know if it's as powerful as PSP2? Or oh, like not that? at all. No, no, not okay. even close. So no, it's no, more no. like PSP level. Totally. Thing. This okay. thing, it, it's. I think it's, everything we've read, it's around like PS1 to PS2, somewhere right. in there, some kind of... That, so that's mo- why it's going to be... That's what the suite is, you right. know, one of the main things about it, is that you're going to be able to play what, gonna, Final Fantasy. that's going to confuse people. I think people might totally. be like, I'm oh, going yeah. to go buy my PSP2 stuff. I was stuff, just, and I like, was just uh, confused. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, you're pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, maybe gamers will be confused, but the average person isn't going to go buy a PSP2. Yeah, exactly. Probably ever. So <laughs> well, they, they buy won't a PlayStation phone? Yeah, no, There's the average no person way. might buy a PlayStation phone when they're at the store and they're looking at phones and they're, they're like, yeah. oh, this one has buttons and it's made for games. Honey, you like games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no way I would ever buy a PlayStation phone. I mean, just off the top of my head. They, they'd have to announce something very compelling because I've got my iPhone. Exactly. Like, the iPhone is the it. best gaming phone. And it, and do we know how we're big just, the PlayStation so, we, you know, As we'll hear uh, later on the podcast from High Voltage, yeah, like they said, the iPhone is like the most yeah. successful portable gaming platform to come out of the last 10 years. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, going back to PSP2, you think yeah. uh, release this year? So they said. Yeah, they said holiday. They didn't. They didn't think... bother to break it down. U.S., Japan, yeah. anything like that. I hope it's worldwide for you to come out and have this, you know, big deal and show they have it a long, off. And, yeah, long, they have a whole year ahead of them now. And this is something. I mean, you know, PSP2 has been rumored forever. Like they've been working on it for a long time, right? As far as going through iterations, uh, I mean, people have been talking about you know leaks about it forever because devs have had the tools forever. Like it's not like this That's is it, yeah. just getting sprung on people. You know what I mean? Like Mortal Kombat guys are talking about having it. There's a whole bunch of other companies who have yeah. been talking off the record about having it. It was supposedly at GDC last year, E3 last year. You know what I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. The tools have been out for a while. That's why I think they were able to come out with what you, such... What do you think took such a long time, then? Is it just them, like... Being... I mean, it's Sony, right? So getting PS3 profitable, uh, maybe getting to a point where they felt their user base were, you know, ready to take that on. You know what I mean? Like, Not only that, get... but uh, they didn't want to sabotage the sales of the PSP Go that they were releasing totally. box yeah. sets of last year, because yeah. no one would buy it if and you they figure, knew PSP2 was coming out. 
the PSP last year was totally its swan song, right? Like that, it had an awesome year, of, like awesome games, like not a million games, but Metal Gear Solid, Valkyrie. Exactly, no one would have bought those. Ton of stuff, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it, I'm. They didn't sell like hotcakes <laughs> as it was. But I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying don't everyone come, would have been like, totally, wait and see. You definitely don't want to come out and say, hey, PSP. It's like right now, you know, what does this mean for this year's game sales for PSP? Uh, Pat upon uh, uh, the city of two, like. Mm. Okay, are they going to be backwards compatible? Will I be able to download them? And I'll just wait, and I'll do it here, and I'll have this. So. At what point in history were hotcakes selling so well that it became a phrase? <laughs> Funny to you say. Ask, right after, after, when people got to oh, America. Do you know this? <laughs> yeah, don't you? This is a well-known story. He's, you get to Ellis Island. Toy Bowl City. You, get, <laughs> you get to Ellis Island, and they're like, all right, cool. <laughs> you some Here's your jacks. new last name if you'd like to trade in one of your children for flapjacks. <laughs> Hot cakes? Hot cakes food family. <laughs> um, oh, okay. So, PSP2. It has yep. two, du- two analog sticks. Not nubs. Real sticks. That's exciting to me. Yes. I hate the nub on the, on the PSP yeah. with a passion. If it were a human being, I would murder it. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. You uh, only murdered one other person. <laughs> I know. Uh, it was uh, rest in peace, peace Mike Sef. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about do- having two analog sticks. Yeah. I hope they're not too high. Like, like, can it still fit in your pocket? I wish they were Dude, low. Can they, are you going to put it in your pocket? Like, I you used to see me carry on a PSP 3000, and this thing's bigger than a PSP 3000. That's my. I'm more worried about the sticks getting broken or strained. Totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I am. Uh, they are up more raised up. They're like you know nipples that have been rubbed with ice. Like they are definitely protruding. Oh, you're, but I'm hoping, you're getting my nipples. Right now. I'm hoping this is a. I think something is possible, even though other people think it isn't. You're going to be able to push them in and then turn them to the side to lock them. So then That's, it would be more. This fun. is just you, you. This is just Greg Miller I've talking. I've seen that in other things, though. What? I don't remember. <laughs> I know. I should have. The only I've thing seen I've ever seen that is the 360, the the limited edition D-pad that could pop out and not pop out though. Just pop in and t- turn to the turn to a lock position. That's all I'm saying. I know I've seen spring-loaded things like that, but I can't. I got nothing. Listeners, go find me what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, I'm sure about. the listeners are going <laughs> to help us out now. Um, it's going to use physical media. You're still going to be going to stores to buy games, yeah? Kind of. It sounds like it's going to be similar. There is a physical media drive on it, yeah. but there's also another slot on it for expanded memory. They're not talking at all about internal memory, about flash storage like PSP Go. The, g- the gist of what I'm getting from it is that, indeed, there are going to be these new physical flash cards that you can go, which sounds funny to say, but, you know, like, basically SD cards, but not SD cards. That way you have to buy Sony's SD card. Anyways, you can go to the store and buy that, but I'm pretty sure they're going to be still doing the whole digital. You can also download your game straight to it from We'll here. see. I mean, the whole thing is that back in the day during the PS2 days, Sony had retailers enough by the balls that they could be like, oh, we're going to start releasing our games digitally, but now they're, that they're in third place... They 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 can't because then retailers will be like we're just not going to carry your handheld then. Yeah, yeah. So I think they'll have to release their games as physical media in stores. Like they I, no, have I, to. for sure they're going to. I'm just saying I think there's still an option they're not going into yet. Well, thing I still is, first party. The thing is, 3G it has Wi-Fi and everything like that. Not so even third party. So speaking like, of 3G, that that brings up another confusing aspect. Are we going to have to pay for a data plan? I don't know. You would have to. That's crazy though. It's Here's like, nobody wants to do that. See, I don't know. What, I, Kindles. What 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 uh like you know 3G provider is going to let you do that for free? And destroy I don't know. their Sony, bandwidth. Is, I, uh, who I mean, wants like, to buy a four hundred and fifty dollar 
portable gaming system, and then also subscribe to a data plan. The thing, I mean, we're the problem is that they showed us so much, but they said so little. You know what I mean? There's so many questions left about this thing. I think that in the same way we were talking about how I'm saying they, you know, they they have to take a hit on it, and we're worried about Sony as a corporation. There are so many arms to Sony and their phone business and everything Mm -hmm. else. There could be some deal somewhere that has it Mm -hmm. where you know what we need to use 3G strictly for you getting on and being able to download games, and for you to be able to use the oh crap the new their new interface is like driven by always being online it's all like you if i'm walking down the street i can pull it out and see what people around me have been playing in this area so i can then click off of it and then go buy it off the store it seems like you that that whole slice of the system has to be on all the time so it has to be a feature i i'm not so ready to say it needs to be paid for i thought i had read that they were actually going to have multiple skis one without a 3g yeah i read that too yeah i've seen that but i haven't seen it confirmed like you know what i mean it's one of those things right now where they did their press conference and closed and now all these different sites are saying all these different things and all these people are saying you know there's so much talk right now but there's no one there to say this is really what's happening yeah that's always fun good yeah Good messaging. And like, I don't, how would you? Poor I Ryan Clements is alone in Tokyo trying to, <laughs> trying to make sense of it all. It all <laughs> I don't understand. That would be another question, though, right? If they didn't learn from all the other the PS3 stuff they took, why start releasing Sony SKUs in the beginning to confuse people? Why make a system right now where you come out and show to everybody and talk about how like that was a big thing that this is the integration of your real life and your digital life? So I don't see how they can make that pitch for it and then say, oh, but if you don't want that, here you, you can buy it without 3G. You know, what I mean? like I don't know, I don't know, but I want to. Touchscreen on the front, touchpad on the on back. The back, yeah. I don't remember if we were talking to the high voltage guys. I don't remember if we were recording when we were, when they were saying this. They said they'd had PSP2 dev kits for a while, and they don't know what to do with the touchpad. They're like really confused by it. They're like, oh, I don't know how we can use this. Yeah. I've heard uh, people saying that you, you, for certain shooter games, you could map the R2 and L2 buttons to yep. it. Yeah, a lot. That would be a way around not so, having a second so trigger. So there isn't so the second trigger. So you could tap, tap the sides. backs. I think hmm. tap tap would work. I don't know that I really want to be, you know, we're all sitting here like wiggling our fingers. Wait, I don't yeah, know if I really want to do that. Did you see any of the Uncharted demo? Like the, uh, no, but I saw. I think you were playing a video and showing someone totally the Uncharted the back, demo. Like weird. it was, it was like, hey, here's Uncharted. This is how good it looks, and here's all the goofy ways you could use the system if you wanted to. And so they had him. They were pointing on this on the front screen. They're pointing at things for him to jump up and grab to. And then on the back, when he got onto one of the vines, they took it and were like very weirdly like alternating their fingers, petting the back of it, which was making him go <laughs> hand over hand and climb up. But the why vine. not just press up on the exactly? Or, or that's using... why all that shit better be optional. <laughs> like nobody wants to like. I, it was, it's the same thing as six axis, right? Like when they yeah. tried to shove that into layer. This is all the only way to f- play layer. This is the only way to throw a grenade in Uncharted. Everybody's like, "Fuck this! Nobody wants to do." And this. And I think the trick is that they're showing, you know, as as much as I want Uncharted on on the um, PSP2. Mm-hmm. At the same time, that's a very traditional game that I want to play in a very traditional way. Mm-hmm. You know, when like to to go back to Nintendo when they play when they show you something like the 3DS or the the DS in general, they're showing you games that you know make sense. For the stylus, for the touchpad. If I see Uncharted, I'm like, oh, I just want to move the sticks. And I think, and I really think that Sony gets that by now. I yeah, hope. I just wish they'd shown blah, blah. some of those types of games. Well, if you, you know? figure Uncharted's really in uh, uh, Little Deviance is all they showed, right? And yeah. like, then they brought out a whole what bunch of third Deviance? parties. It's a new IP. Uh, I didn't. I was newsing stuff during it, but it's basically your. This was when they were using the touchpad to kind of screw with the earth at the time. So like he was touching was the back cool. pad, and it was cool. making a hill in the game and stuff like. Okay. To come out towards the screen. It's so. like Populous. Yeah. Sure. It was a lot like uh, if you were like pushing up on the back of a piece of plastic with mm-hmm. your finger is yeah. how it looked. Yeah, yeah. 
That's cool. So I hope I they get like that. I think it was just that. Yeah, hey, kind of working for me. We know what we're doing. Here's Uncharted, our flagship franchise, and here's how you could use all to the me, it's weird crap in here. It's weird messaging again, though, because it's just like if you're going to show me this functionality, show me a game that makes sense for it. Yeah. You know, show me Uncharted too. That's cool. You know, I'm fine with that. But then also show me a game where I'm like, ah, I understand. Uh, I why get, I just, get why I need to touch. It's true. That. They yeah. didn't have enough games that made you think, oh, so this is what all that stuff's for. As in, it yeah. just seemed like, oh, we're just doing all of our console games for a portable. Yep. Yeah. Which this is going to this is going to be really expensive because of these two things and you don't want to use either of them so sorry <laughs> yeah, well i mean and, and that was the weird part i mean uh, th- the third party that they brought up you know like those guys have been like well we've been working on this for like two weeks uh these are not announcements at all yeah yeah and that was a little weird too because yeah. it'd been cool if someone had been like i'm making this game this is awesome it's like when, when they showed when nintendo th- showed 3ds at e3 and they had like 50 third party games there, yeah and they just showed like go, there's like, like these are all the brands that are coming out not yeah. just companies these yeah. brands like there will be a saint throw game like yeah. yeah and then you find out later what what all there is yeah yeah saint throw 3ds my most anticipated 3ds game <laughs> <laughs> okay i hope Terry patrick is in there i honestly I that'll like, give us another excuse to I talk like to saint throw <laughs> you would I, i'm just i'm just teasing uh, Aaron, listener Aaron Scott writes in. Hey, no, Anthony, think about what you're doing. Taping my coffee, I tell you. <laughs> These kids. Listener Aaron Scott writes in and say, uh, uh, anyway, now that the PSP 2 has been announced, I'm a little taken back by no mention of 3D capabilities. My eyes are just a b- as bad as yours, Damon, if not worse, and I struggle with 3D movies at the best of times. However, since the 3DS does not require glasses, I'm actually quite excited. Can't wait to see if I get an improved 3D effect. Do you think Sony will announce some sort of 3D support at E3? And if the PSP2 is just an upgrade of the PSP, do you think it will get lost in the crowd of iPhone, iPad, Windows Phone 7 stuff? Anyway, two questions. A lot of questions there. Yeah, um, yeah so 3D or 3D is a big push for Sony. Yeah, they're, they're trying to sell sure. 3D TVs. They make games that you'll want to play on a 3D TV. Blu-ray. But they didn't include uh, yeah, they didn't include any 3D on their PSP2. I, I mean, probably... They're just going to let Nintendo dominate that whole the yeah, portable the, 3D think, market? I think in the same way, right, they're going to let Apple continue to dominate. Like, they came out, and it did not. they were not saying, hey, everybody, we learned our lesson with minis. Here's how we're going to do minis and make them work. No, nobody fucking wants to play Angry Birds on their PSP. They want, like, the kids who play PSP all the time want to play Valkyria Chronicles. They want to play Metal Gear. They want to play real games. And so the people who, like, I was talking to Ty yesterday, and he was getting all caught up, or not, not even Ty, but uh, Bromley. Bromley was all caught up in, I don't want to play Uncharted. I want to go and play that on a big TV. I want to do that. And I'm like, I, is that? For certain people, sure, but like for me, no way. Like that's my problem is like when I go travel, I don't use my iPhone because I don't want to play little games like that. I always say, "Damn, I wish I had Fallout on my PSP. I wish I had something that was that deep, that engaging." Can we confirm Fallout's coming to PSP? I think so. Yeah, Dave Clayman, he didn't want me to say anything, (laughs) (laughs) but he did say hello to me the other day, and that's what I took away from it. And listener Wildebeest writes in, uh, wondering with the recent announcement of the PSP two. I was wondering what your thoughts were on its hackability. One of the <laughs> one of the major draws and major downfalls of the PSP was how easily it could be hacked. People enjoyed homebrew apps, emulators and ROMs, and of course, buttloads of pirated games. In the end, I believe it made developers afraid of developing for the handheld because of its insecurity. What do you guys think will be the case of the PSP2? I um, think... Will there be piracy on a console? I mean, that's like asking like if it's going to be foggy But PSP tomorrow. has like more piracy no, than yeah, most. Yeah. Oh, I know. You know yeah, that, well, I don't know. Sony is... Shown the last few months how excellent they are with their protection measures. So randomly generate those numbers, okay, man? Oh crap! We're just gonna make all of them one. That's what they did. (laughs) There are two numbers, and one of them's always one. Uh, Anything that can be hacked will be hacked eventually. I think they're more. They're definitely more. That's Greg's law. 
Totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they're definitely more confident in this one, I'd say, than in the past because they have trophies on it, which is the whole reason they never put trophies on PSP regular, which they knew everybody wanted, was the fact that they knew they couldn't protect it. Like, they knew that as soon as they did it, it would be hacked and somebody would have a million platinums. I feel like every, every, every console that comes out, they're like, our piracy protection is better than ever. And, like, two weeks later, it's like, huh? I, yeah, think, it, I think you just challenge nerds when you say that. I know, right? Yeah, just, yeah exactly. They're just going to go do it anyway. And you also you also encourage it when you region lock things, I think. Actually, I asked someone at Nintendo about that one time. I'm like, do you think region locking encourages piracy? And they're like, never thought of it that way. I'm like, how could you have never thought of that? <laughs> I wonder if they'll push uh, movies on the PSP, too, as much as they pushed them originally on the PSP. Maybe digital downloads. That'll, that'll be where it's at, right? Because, I mean, the PlayStation Store has the whole video tab. Hmm. Remember the UMD. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The Never UMDs. forget <laughs> the Universal Media. I mean, disc. they sold UMD porn. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, I know. <laughs> uh, listeners, here's another code for Alien Breed 2 Assault on PlayStation Network. B D E D H B N A six C six J. Greg, when you and I are walking down the street and I say H B, what is that? What is that code Huge for? Huge boobs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, listeners, let's check in with the listeners. Also, Damon, usually what happens is there's not even the word as much. Usually you're in front of the pack with your hands in your pocket on your sweatshirt, and then when somebody will pass, you just turn around with these wide eyes and look <laughs> at me. <laughs> sure. Okay, now we are joined by two very special guests. Uh, from High Voltage Software, we have Eric Knopfsinger, Chief Creative Officer, and Matt Corso, Art Director. You're, of course, working, currently working on The Conduit 2, uh, coming out for the Wii in April. What was the release date that we finally settled on? April uh, 19th. That is correct, sir. That's right. The sequel to The Conduit. Yes. Actually. Yeah, we're super excited about it, and thanks for having us here. Of course. Welcome. Now, GameScoop has roughly 50 million listeners, and you, are, uh. you have direct contact with them right now. You are going <laughs> to be speaking directly into their ears. So tell the listeners the three most important things they need to know about The Conduit 2. The, it's um, it's a video game. That's is right. number That's one. A, that is a pretty important. <laughs> number two is you should probably own a Wii if you if you buy this because you might be let down if you bought this game and then you don't have a Wii. Mm. You get to shoot Mario, right? And no. uh, that's for the sequel. Oh, sweet. Okay. We're saving awesome. some stuff for the next one. <laughs> Conduit 3 confirmed. Yeah. yeah that's right. okay. And then um, the third thing that they need to know is... Um, it's a pretty good game. Yeah. Yeah. So it, no, those are three game. very important things. Yeah. I mean, right? <laughs> yeah. No, it's. I mean, the things that they folks need to know is, you know, the, we're very cognizant of the stuff that, uh, you know, that that folks liked and didn't liked about the about Conduit One. You know, we were aware that they, you know, we got some stuff right, and we needed to work on some stuff. And you know, the things we got right were. Um, you know our technical, um, you know aesthetics. You know we we were doing some stuff on the on the system that the other, you know the other developers and publishers really weren't doing on the Wii. Um, our multiplayer was pretty darn good, and our control was really pretty solid. Mm-hmm. You know we feel we got that. Um, you know it's the Wii is a natural you know analogous um, controller input to. Uh, a first-person shooter. You know, you aim and you and you and you shoot things in the face, and <laughs> that's um, you know. I think we got those things pretty good. Stuff that we didn't get so good was you know, uh, story. You know, I think our story was a little little slipshot, mm-hmm. and, and the presentation of that. I think that single-player campaign was not as good as it could be, and our design was a little 
rough in, around the around the edges. And you know, I think that the you know um, there was some unrealized potential. A lot of that came from you know we tried to do a lot. We were very ambitious. You know, um, game was good, but this one's better. Yeah. It's, it's just a lot more interesting game this time. I mean, with the last game, we set out to make something, you know, that we thought would be kind of cool and, and creative. And, we, you know, we think that people responded pretty well to it. But, you know, with the sequel, it's like there's so many things we knew we could do better. And we just wanted to have more fun with it and not try to be like as serious as we were before. And like, so there's a lot more comedy written into the story, a yep. lot more interesting characters. Uh, and just the whole world is just like way cooler, more sci-fi elements, better weapons, and, like, everything just has a much more, um, you know, it'll grab your attention more, I think, than you do it the first time. We just wanted to have more fun with it, you know? We were, like, when the first game, I think we got a bit swept up in all the hype and everything was, you know, I think there was an expectation from consumers where, we, you know, um you know, that this was going to be the holy grail of video games and going to be the, the, the Halo killer or something. Mm -hmm. And at some point, you you know, we're we're sitting around looking at each other going, oh, my God, what do we, we got to live up to here? This is, I mean, we wanted to make a good game. We want to make a really good game for the Wii. But, you know, we didn't have aspirations that we were going to be, you know, the, the, the game that was going to be the new standard for all first-person shooters and be taught in schools from a hundred <laughs> yeah, years from now, exactly. you know? Yeah. It was like, this is, you know, we just wanted to make a good game and a good foundational game. We had ideas that we wanted to explore. Um, it was a little tougher than we thought, you know, doing, uh, developing a game engine um, like this while we were developing the game. Mm -hmm. And that's part of why this game we think is a lot better than the last one. Yeah, is it is it easier easier? I say easier in quotes to yeah. make a sequel after you've made the, you've put all the work in the first game, you've made your engine, and now you can just kind of like build on that and flesh it, that out. It absolutely is easier as long as you know the big old caveat there is if as long as you you approach it as you know not trying to reinvent the wheel, not trying mm -hmm. to you know um, do you know oh this time we can do it all better in you know. And throw a lot of stuff out, and you know, not build on things. Well, you that, know? that did happen on one or two things. I mean, it's it a, does, it's a very easy thing for developers. Exactly, to do. it's a trap it, you can fall into. But the places that things did get redone in this game, um, you know, were for quality things. You know, things that just didn't. We knew we could do better this time. You know, yeah. um, I mean, there were your guys did just tons and tons of concept art, and 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 we refactored a lot. You know. All the environments are all new. All the character models and stuff were all redone. Um, and that was because um, we knew the tech better now, and we knew what the capabilities of what we could do, and we wanted to push it even just a little bit further. Um, but, you know, if if you if we could have just reused some of that stuff from before, but I don't think there would have been a discernible difference for uh, you know, for the gamer, when they saw it, 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 it wouldn't feel like a step up. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we were trying to be more fantastic. I think it was cool that we embraced, you know, this iconic setting of DC in the first game because people recognize it from movies and stuff like that. They'll go, oh, Jefferson Memorial or, you know, uh, you know the Pentagon or these different right. settings. And they go, oh, wow, you know, I kind of I remember that or I've been there maybe in a holiday or something. And Can you lay out the concept of, of Conduit 2 and exactly like, you know, no, what, what I, not? No, that's <laughs> unacceptable. Yeah. No, we, uh, uh, the, the Conduit 2, just it picks up where Conduit 1 left off. Um, 
but you don't have, you know, we 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 definitely wanted to make sure that you could play this game even without having played the first one at all. Uh, it's a standalone beast in that, you know, there are lots of nods for people that did play the first game, mm-hmm. and definitely a lot of nods to the fans of the first game. Mm-hmm. But you know, we wanted it to be a standalone thing. Um, it's basically it's a alien invasion story, mm-hmm. and in itself, that it uh, doesn't sound that interesting. But where it is, alien invasions generally yeah. are pretty interesting. Well, it, it may sound a, a bit bit cliche, but where it starts getting, mm-hmm. where it gets more interesting is when you start putting more things into that of the idea that, hey, um, you know, there are these aliens that are sort of behind the scenes that have been, you know, pulling the strings of societies throughout history, and you know, in the in the first game we revealed that the uh, that John Adams is the John Adams from from U.S. history, and he's been you know sort of in the wings, you know, manipulating our culture, mm-hmm. and in the and in this game we reveal more that it's worldwide and that you know and we get to travel a lot a lot of a lot more diverse locations China and Siberia and even more fantastic locations like uh, Argartha uh, Lost City of Atlantis and places mm-hmm. like that so cool. it's uh, yeah so it's alien bugs and you get to kill them <laughs> you you guys mentioned uh multiplayer as being one of the things you did well in the first game mm-hmm. and obviously I'm sure you guys are building upon that foundation um can you can you talk a little bit about the multiplayer and I mean, just yesterday, you guys actually uh, revealed a whole slate of, of features that were going into the multiplayer. Can so talk- many modes. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's lots quite a of few. modes here. <laughs> yeah, we, that that has definitely been a uh, an area of focus for us. I mean, since um, June of '09, when we shipped Conduit One, we, we right away went into development of Conduit Two uh, with the team, and that was you know that's something that the teams love to work on because mm-hmm. it's something that you you know you can do together. Um, it's, uh, you know, we, we really wanted this to be a good first person shooter, not just a good first person shooter for the Wii. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a big part of that is having the diversity in those modes and and ways that you can play, um, you know, different rule sets, different types of, um, even, even modifiers within those, um, you know, we've got a whole perk system that allows player to upgrade their play experience and go in and play the game how they want to. And that's, um, you know, those are the kind of things that I think that are going to keep people engaged in it. It's, it's, it's pretty cool that we still have a large number of people that are out there playing the conduit right now. Um, but uh, which, you know, I mean, on the flip side of that, you could say, well, there's not that much on the on the Wii for them to be playing online. But, you know, I think, you know, we owe it to those folks to make sure that the, the we're addressing all of the all of the things that they've been asking for is to the best of our abilities, and why I put that to the best of our abilities, we we definitely don't want to overextend ourselves. We don't want to do anything half-assed this time. If you do, you know, I think people have been very generous in saying, well, you know, we understand. We'll give you a second shot. Let's see what you, what you had to do this time. Hmm. You know, uh, you did pretty good this first time. The first time. Um, but they want us to deliver the goods this time, you mm-hmm. know, and that's what we're definitely trying to do. And cool. that, that was really the impetus of all of the multiple modes. I have to imagine you pay close attention to similar games on the Wii. How did you? What? How did you think Goldeneye turned out? Uh, I think it turned out well. I mean, you know, um, uh, definitely we, we've we're very cognizant of that. I mean, I can mm-hmm. show you guys while we're sitting here. You know, like. Uh, <laughs> 
you know, stuff that we do. Like, Eric has an iPad here. Yeah, sorry. To be fun. Um, yeah, so your viewers can see this too. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, now imagine this. This is really. I'm I'm scrolling yeah, through the pages <laughs> right now of the iPad. This works really good. Yeah. So I'll describe brackets. that. Yes, a lot of apps. Uh, I, I do. I do. Have, <laughs> I just downloaded the new Dead Space. I'm really anxious yeah, to play it's it on really the. Really impressive. The, yeah. Well, because uh, I got uh, I got maxed out on. Uh, um, you know, you guys can see that we do, ah, we do a okay. lot of side by side comparisons. Yeah, you know, so. we do competitive analysis of all of our products, and there, you'll see that. Um, you know, we compare our video guys. We've got some really good good folks that go through and they'll pull video from competing products to mm -hmm. try to do as good as possible. But apples for apples, and our designers do that, and you know, our artists do that, and everyone tries to be very aware of what we're up against. The, uh, um, you know, I I think that we're we're definitely competing in those play spaces. I would say as a gamer, though, I think the you know, Goldeneye. Uh, you know, I love Goldeneye and N64. I'm not sure that the new one is. Um, eh. I don't know that it's it, it it didn't hit me the same way as as and that may be just the nostalgia yeah. and my dentures rattling. You know, <laughs> but yeah. I, I kind of feel like um you know the original and Goldeneye. And the screen is filthy. Sorry, the, I the original Goldeneye rare back in the in the old days is a really cool company and they were making some really interesting stuff. And I think talking about rare, rare. Oh yeah, and, and I think it's really hard to live up to that. Yeah, and it seemed like with the new Goldeneye, I mean, it's a really high quality game. It's a lot of fun to play. It's dry as all hell. I mean, that's mm. really what it came down to for me. It's like it just, you know, reached a point where I just didn't really feel very interested in continuing to play anymore. Yeah. And, and I think that's just a lot of that's just due to the fact that, um, you know, it, it was uh, trying to be true to the movie and it was trying to be something, you know, kind of, uh, you know, that, that felt like sort of the old golden eye mix with the new Daniel Craig film. And I think they executed on that very well. It's, it's like I said, great fun to play. But again, it's it's not what we're doing with Conduit Two. It's like with Conduit Two, we wanted there to be more comedy. We we lightened up the colors a bit. We we embraced the sci-fi more. Like Conduit Two is going to feel much more like I think something that um you know player when in your mind's eye of what Conduit is supposed to be. And when you think about like a great um, fun first-person shooter that just entertains you, that's what Conduit Two is all about. It doesn't take mm -hmm. itself too seriously. You know, it's just it's more about. Cool, having fun. cool weapons yeah. and having fun and, and blasting aliens and you know and hopefully we did our job in the end and, and by the time you finally get your hands on it it's like you'll enjoy yourself and you'll find it to be a, a cool experience mm -hmm. well and that was just something that was i think was a bit more true to ourselves you know we wanted something that was you know a lot of story there but not you know we didn't have to be quite so heavy-handed with it i mean no one in this industry that i that i know is you know all that you know you know that dark and brooding, you know, dark side kind of, <laughs> kind of folks. You know, we're just regular folks that just like games and they're love called this. they're called games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Called games. Exactly. It's supposed yeah. to be fun. Yeah. I know it's like, you know, I think the, with the first game there were some places where we we took ourselves a bit too seriously oh, yeah. and and you know felt like we should be wearing a beret and debuting at cans or something. You know, it's like not, not really our, not really what we were shooting for. Um, and so we definitely reevaluated that and pulling some external writers really helped with that. They, mm, cool. they did some good things there. I wanted to ask you guys about, uh, the delays. I think, you know, mm -hmm. we, we, I think a lot of gamers were kind of expecting it to hit like, I guess late last year. And then we kind of shifted over to a little bit towards March. And then yesterday we we found out it's coming in April. Are, are you, can you guys like, uh, 
tell tell our listeners what what the, the laser are about or, or what's going on you know a little behind the scenes yeah it's uh it's this guy's fault over here <laughs> no uh, it's the the laser you know um it's something where we you know we've we've all been about polish and finishing mm-hmm. this thing right um you know we're doing a lot of things with the game that are new to Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they require a lot of waivers. They require a lot of, you know, a, a more involved process to get through certification. Okay. It just takes... I always thought Nintendo was really laid back and easygoing. And, uh, oh, yeah. Easy to yeah, work yeah. With. Oh, yeah. Really? <laughs> uh, no, the, Nintendo's been wonderful, honestly. They really have been very open to us, but it, it's just a process, you know, and they're very cognizant of their their you know, their user, and they, they want to make sure that they're not doing anything that's going to, you know, endanger the public good or something. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they don't they don't want to do something that is going to open them up for... Um, is this specifically in the realm of, like, multiplayer and connecting to people specific, online? And definitely sort of in that area. Okay. And so those are... And, and they also... You know, you're never going to find a developer that's that's going to say no to more time. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's probably the most precious of of all of the the attributes of developing games. You know, you have more time, it allows you to get more polish sure. and tweak things and tweak things and tweak things. So, you know, um, definitely sorry to the fans that are waiting for this and want this thing out there. Um, yeah, we we could put a fork in it and say, yeah, it's out, but at the same time. You know, we need to get through certain steps in order to make sure it gets out right. And okay. and so we're all working closely together, Sega and Nintendo and High Voltage, to make sure that this this thing goes out and it's, it's cooked properly, you know, okay. and you're not getting a half-cooked meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I was going to say, listeners, just so you know what we were looking at on the iPad a few moments ago, they had uh, side-by-side videos running of the Conduit with GoldenEye yeah. and also Call of Duty Black Ops. Yeah. And I have to say, Conduit looks... You know, as good, if not better, than both those yeah. games. It's Thank you. Well, nice. and, and you know, we tried to when we did those kind of analysis. Uh, you know, we we try to be fair as well mm-hmm. as we try to make that a, a side by you know as close to an apples to apples as possible. I mean, obviously those guys, the uh, you know, don't have you know giant monsters and things like that in their game, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, we you know we try to pair up scenes that make sense and then you know it's not fair to just judge it on aesthetics those games those games are good too i mean that's something that maybe we're not pointing out as well i know we're kind of sure i don't think i I don't want to come across as you're not not shitting on these games no no they're they're good and we want more good games on the wii that's that's definitely something that we're we're very keen on we think the wii deserves to have good shooters we think this is good for gamers and it's good for we owners. Yeah, and actually when those games were announced, I was actually very we're happy. We're very about excited. That. Yeah. <laughs> because it legitimizes first person shooters on the Wii, I think, a bit better. And there's a lot of things on there too that, you know, I've definitely serious respect for. I mean the the fact that the Goldeneye in Goldeneye they have you know all they got all those the you know the voice character actors actors, they got all of the uh the likeness. They've got some great cinematic work in there. Um no, definitely very respectful of the, of the of the quality of work that they did. So I'm actually curious that that leads to one of my other questions is what where do you see the state of Wii development right now as a, as a whole? You know, you guys are mentioning that you're happy to see things like GoldenEye showing up that the Wii needs better games and mm-hmm. Wii needs good games. Do you do you think there's just a general lack of good Wii games or I mean like what what do you see as the overall state of development? We get a lot of people saying and fans and and just uh, analysis uh you know in the industry going where's the Wii 2? You know, yeah. we is dead. Oh, it's it's done. It's seen its best years. That sort of thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know that it's seen its. I don't know whether it's um, seen its best years, but it is certainly sad to see um, 
you know, when you see these top 10 lists of what's coming out this year, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, Zelda's on it, we're on it, mm-hmm. you know, there's a handful of other games on it, and then it starts getting real dicey real fast. Yeah. And that's... We were doing top 10s for 2011, and I had six. Yeah. Were, we, were we on <laughs> it? Was it? a little tricky. I yeah. hope so. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, no, uh, in all honesty, it's uh, it's one of these things that's, uh, you know, you... You, as you know, you want th- the system to do well. You want all the systems to do well. Um, I just, for some reason, this system has, be- you know, for many publishers and developers, has been the red redheaded stepchild that they've never quite figured it out. You know, it, it seems like they, you know, they're rushing for that, you know, that quick solution, or they, you know, of. You know, the, you know there was the waggle the the Wiimote period where everyone was like, "Hey, this is it! Oh, Carnival Games! Now that's it! Everything's yeah. got to be these because that's the real audience. That's going to be the the mystery formula that breaks it." And you know, and you know, oh, you know, oh, Dead Space didn't do so well. That's that's clear indication that everything, you know, you know, the sky's falling. There's no way that, that this kind of game could ever succeed on that. And I think that all those kind of assumptions are. You know, very reactionary and 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 weird because the the system still ha- holds a lot of potential. Uh, you know, I think that you know you see um, Microsoft and you see Sony and the way that they've extended their hardware. Um, you know, you, Nintendo's still you know a, a money printing machine, and and they're 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 definitely uh, their games are really solid. You're seeing a few games come out here and there of third party that that are really solid. Feels but like it's like five years in. It's just now people are really really starting, starting to, to yeah. because it just seems like they never like so many publishers and develop, developers didn't really embrace this thing. They wanted it to be the it's just because the Wii was so different and it, it was just sort of shook it up so yeah. much. That, yeah. Well, and and it's it is it's it's hardware wise it's not the same beast. It's mm-hmm. it's nowhere. It's not as powerful as these other systems. Yeah. But you know, our statement has always been, you know, it's capable of more than what people are doing on it. Hmm. Um, you know, and I still would, to this day, I'll still claim that there are GameCube games that play better and look better than a lot of oh, yeah. Wii games. Oh, by oh, far. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, hardly. It's kind of shocking, actually. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can yeah. go back and play some of those, and you're like, why, why can't I? It's just I a matter of how much effort was put into mm-hmm. absolutely. development. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, I think Mario, games like Mario Galaxy and stuff are... are beautiful you yeah, know like you do it right it's like there there you go you know yeah. so i mean the thing about we for for in my household is especially with having a small child it's like we actually make a lot of games like with our dora and diego games that she can play mm-hmm. she's actually reaching a point where she'll go over to the game shelf grab the games that i've made hand them to me and ask to play them uh-huh. so we get a lot of play in my household mm-hmm. right now and plus with nintendo um you know they make such great side-scrolling games and always being such a fan of side scrollers i mean mm-hmm. games like donkey kong country and the new Kirby and Super Mario Brothers Wii and of course Mario Your daughter Galaxy can play Donkey Kong Country Returns. That's a hard game. She plays it with me. She yeah. loves it. So yeah, for it. for me, uh, and some games I end up with my kids, I end up doing the whole uh you know uh they can they can they can their skill set is so advanced for their age, it's it's crazy. And then the and then the other ones they get to a certain point and then and then you end up taking over and finishing it. So <laughs> Well, speaking of wanting cool stuff on the Wii, I have to ask, what the hell happened to Animales de la Muerte? Oh, 
Do you want to see it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> is that game still coming? Is that go- uh, yeah, going to come out? Yeah, very much. Oh my god, thanks we haven't for, seen that in years. Yeah, thanks for asking on this. Well, sure. uh, but this, uh, yeah, actually, we we're going ha- back to the iPad now. Let's yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a lot to show on it. Actually, we're really. Uh, what, what can you say about the game while we're while you're pulling? Well, this up? we finally have some bandwidth to put mm. on it um, now that we're ramping down on conduit too okay. we were worried that it just been like no it. it's just we only have so many resources in our yeah. studio you know we're on 130 people and mm-hmm. you know it's you only when you ha- only have so many resources you, you can only spread yourself so thin before mm-hmm. things start to suffer and you, you do some projects to pay the bills and you do some projects because you really want to and you and you love them but um you know the last thing you want is the ones that the ones that uh, people are really going to judge you on, like things like Animalize or Conduit, to mm. to have them suffer because they they judge you know the whole studio and they you know not just the consumer media um, other you know publishers you know they look at those in a different light than they do um, our our regular work for hire licensed mm. work. Sure. So is that is that something? I mean, on MLS, do you think that's something we'll see in 2011, or is that likely next year? Probably. Um, you know, we don't really have a date mm-hmm. for that yet, but it'll. You know, uh, it's. Uh, you know what? If you guys, if we can meet around GDC, uh, that can be arranged. That would. Uh, we'll have some really amazing stuff to show by then because we're just pulling. This, we're just pulling this stuff over, and. Uh, I'll see if the so is this is a video or is this this right, is just right. this is just video capture of the game so so yeah good. listeners if you don't remember this is like a Animalize de la Morte is a top down sort of comedy shooter it's a it, zombies are <laughs> taking over a zoo is that how you describe it yeah it's a oh, yeah. zombie apocalypse in a Mexican zoo okay yes. there's blood so, everywhere yeah, right now just, I can't even yeah. <laughs> it's just awesome. this guy just going around shooting so this yeah, is, yeah we refactored a bunch of stuff so this is pretty early uh, thing, thing that yeah. we've got going but we've just been refactoring a lot of our assets and pulling over stuff that you know we wanted more physics going on in it and we wanted to start doing some stuff but we'll actually have and that's XBLA uh, that's XBLA uh, PSN okay. uh, uh, probably Steam okay um, cool. So know. not for WiiWare then. Well, it could could very well be for WiiWare as well. So, so I thought it was originally. It was very much for be... WiiWare. Uh, okay. We did some WiiWare stuff, and you know, it did it did okay. We, mm-hmm. You know, we didn't lose money on any of that, mm-hmm. it, but it definitely was. Uh, it wasn't. Um, it, I would say it wasn't encouraging enough that we would be doing like a ton of stuff in mm-hmm. in in that. Uh, whereas like we're we're very keen on this other little handheld device. Yeah, what are you holding in your, here? It yeah, looks like uh, a 3DS you're holding in your yeah, hand right there. Yeah, yeah it's quite might, the popular topic yeah, these days. Yeah, well, so the, on this one, you know, we're very keen on what this can do and uh, and uh, we're, you yeah. know, the idea of what, you know, like with DSi and how they, they, they you know, you can vibe or, you know, apps on that and we'd mm. like to do a similar thing with uh, what's going on yeah. with this system. Do you have anything so, you can show us on there right now? Uh, I might. Seems to be so, booting it up. Wanna, yeah. <laughs> but what awesome surprises await. What could it be? <laughs> so, I mean, just, you know, as a, as a developer, what do you think of the 3DS? I mean, um, mm. oh, they're, they're conferring well, with each other yeah, at the moment. No. Oh, okay, so <laughs> there's, there, are, there are a couple things on here that you, you Okay, there's stuff on here you can't see, but there's, st- there's okay. stuff. Matt, Some stuff so Matt's, oh, show that. That's nice. <laughs> this is killing me. <laughs> yeah. So this is pretty early on, but it's a it's a. Let's see. All right. All right. But, uh, the 3D dials on the on there. Oh wow! Can, 
<laughs> so, Listen, this is very interesting. Yeah. Are we allowed to say what we're seeing or no? Uh, I don't know. No, I'm no. getting. Okay. I'm getting. I'm getting no. Okay, so, from, so from, from we do have. Listen, we do have a PR uh, overlord. Yeah. Carefully he's, watching. He's you know, off the headset, uh, yeah, but he's like shaking his head thing. furiously. Yeah. He's got. He's got. Well, uh, let me just say, listeners, that what I'm looking at here is going to be very interesting. Yeah. So. So while, while Damon's playing that, I mean, like generally, what do you think of the 3DS? What are your impressions of working with it so far? I mean. Oh, it's phenomenal. We, you know, and you know, as a piece of hardware, um, I mean, Nintendo's always been so strong on handhelds, and mm-hmm. we've we've done some work on handhelds with PSP and and things like that. But mm-hmm. the, you know, we've we've not really had the opportunity to dive in uh, on Nintendo handhelds until the 3DS, and it's something that, you know, um, Nintendo's been extremely gracious with us on uh, getting us hardware early and and working with us on that because. You know they were, you know they they were they recognized the amount of effort that we put on in on the Wii and that we've been you know big advocates of their system. So, um, but so working on it has been um, has been pretty pretty wonderful and the kind of I think it's going to afford some new ty- new styles of game. I mean they 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 introduced a number of features with the system. I mean obviously there's the 3D, but then you have like the the Street Pass, which is sort of passive connectivity between mm. players. You've got you know Spot Pass updates. You've got um, you know, the gyroscope, all those things. Is there a particular yeah. feature of the 3DS? I mean, 3D seems obvious, but is there a particular one that really does excite you or that changes the way you look in terms of, like, gameplay or approaching games? Well, I would say one of the things is that the hardware is more capable, for mm-hmm. one thing. I mean, okay. it's close for us. It's That's, you know, as a developer, that's one of the things that's most exciting is the fact that it's... It's, it's more powerful. It's more powerful. So sure. it's, as it's getting closer to console specs, mm-hmm. anytime the hardware starts getting like that, that starts falling more into a realm that we can start doing some really interesting things. Does does 3D change the way you guys approach games? Like, I mean, does, does it actually change games, or is it just, like, changes the experience of a game you're already making? You know what yeah, I mean? Well, I think you could go at it both ways, okay. you know? I think you could go at it with, like, hey, this is, um, you know, this... You know, I think you could say you can make a game around 3D, or you could have 3D that enhances the experience. Now, does it change the fact because I can turn off my 3D? Oh, so is that like you have to say, well, it might not be there, so now I can't do what I might have normally well, done? I mean, I think you have to be aware of that in any way. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. there's going to be some uh, some your consumer base that that can't appreciate 3D at all. Either right. they, they, yeah, yeah, they, 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 yeah. They, <laughs> yeah, they, they, they may have, uh, you know, they're. Maybe they don't have perfect vision, or maybe they don't. Actually, There's... before I upgraded my glasses, I could. It was horrible. Like yeah. at E3, I was just like turning it off, turning yeah. it off. Turning this it off. is me. This is what I'm experiencing right now. There's like 11 percent of us yeah. who just mm-hmm. my eyes are just too bad. So like when I turn the 3D slider up, the image just separates and I see double. Mm-hmm. So I can kind of get that there's a depth of field going on, but it's just like it yeah. looks, ends up looking really messy. Mm. Okay. Uh, the good thing is that when th- usually on the DS, even with the, the 3D off, the games look really nice. That's so, cool. So I still want to play it, but yeah, yeah. check this out. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. And there's, I mean, there's some other levels on there we could show you guys, too. Cool. I think some other sections. So uh, it's just kind of a, um, you know, it's anytime there's new hardware. I mean, we're all big nerds, so we love to. You know, we dive into anything that's you know new and exciting. You know, mm-hmm. we want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, before we uh, let you guys go, give us a quick update on the grinder. Mm. We're still working on it. We're mainly shopping for publishers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we're at with that. I mean, we've we've got a really solid vertical slice. We've got a bunch of gameplay. Um, 
you know, if you, uh, if anyone has a rich uncle or uh, yeah, if any listeners want to publish a gory <laughs> top-down shooter, <laughs> no, let's come in. It's, so it's top-down shooter on 360 and PS3. Still first-person shooter on Wii. That, uh, that, yeah, that's still, the, that's, that's still, still the plan. That's what okay. we. That's what I mean. We've got. Again, it's really where we've where we um, <laughs> we differ a bit from other other developers and publishers. We believe that you know that the Wii shouldn't just be a, a chopped down version of the 360 sure. and PS3. It should you should make something that's that's specific and unique to that when when you can. I mean, we've certainly done our share of cross platform. Hey, this is a you know time to market kind of thing but you know if you if you can do uh if you have the uh wherewithal to do its own make it its own unique beast it's everyone's happier that way Mm -hmm. you know and i think a couple games have kind of proven that if you do that you might even end up selling on a couple you know sell the same game on a couple of systems i mean look at uh, and not in a janky, you know, uh, Best Buy versus, you know, GameStop exclusive kind of way, mm-hmm. you know, yep. which uh, I'm personally not a big fan of. But the, um, but the, you know, um, I mean, more in a, you know, like a uh, Ghostbusters, for example. Like, I think, you know, that was a game that, you know, yeah, it was essentially a very similar game. But the Wii version, I bought both the Wii version and the 360 version of that game mm. because I felt like um, it was, a, it was, a, you know, they played different. Yeah, and its they, own art and style. It had its own, and it had a very unique, different art style. And um, you know, I played, uh, I played through the Wii one several times, but I never, I, I didn't finish the 360 one, but I enjoyed both, and I didn't feel like I was ripped off. Mm. Go, time for one more question? Of course. Curious, you know, we've got the 3DS is getting more powerful, you mentioned, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know, you're kind of getting up there in terms of development. We also have the NGP, which is now the power of a PlayStation 3. Do you guys ever worry as developers that portable gaming is now getting as expensive to develop as mm. console gaming? Like, is that a problem for you oh, guys? I, it, where it's a problem is aligning expectations, you know? Um, you know, you look at... You know, gadgets like the iPhone or the iPad. Your iPhone case is amazing, by the way. That's oh, awesome. thank you. Oh, yeah. that is really cool. Yeah. It's got, like, got a cassette on the back. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, a really cool. cassette. Yeah. That's really amazing. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, the, uh, so, like, I, iPhone expectations, you know, like, even, you know, like you expect a dollar or two dollars for a lot of a lot of games, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you spend five dollars or, or six dollars on, on an iPad game. You know, it's just like... You know that expectation for what you get is, you know, you know it's. Did Angry Birds ruin everything? I don't know. If it's it like ru- the most popular game in the <laughs> world. It's it only ru- a dollar. Yeah. Destroyed the you game can play industry. it for months and months. <laughs> yeah, so. well, and, but I think we still have some learning. You know, I think there's some stuff that could have to get sorted out, and I think a lot of publishers we've talked to, I mean, their expectations. You know, the market will determine what what the development budgets really should be. But you know, where it gets funky is kind of where it got funky with the Wii, where, where mm. you know, um, you know, when you had things like uh, carnival games and stuff like that becoming big big hits, then everyone thought that well, then Wii development should be done for you know, for twenty dollars in a six pack in a in a pizza, you know, and it's just not it's not done that way, you know, and I think. Um, you know, I think that uh, mobile development is uh, is where kind of things are going. I think digital is where things are going. Um, but you know, it's I think there's still some growing pains to get there. Mm. Very cool. Awesome. Cool. 
Guys, uh, Eric and Matt, thanks a lot for joining us today. Thanks for really having good. us. Thanks for having Conduit us. Conduit 2 is out April 19th. Uh, good luck with uh, finishing up the game. Yes. Thank you. So Please. we'll see you guys at GDC. See Absolutely. You All right. Let's check in with the listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Tara did. Oh. The subject to uh, Tara's email says, answer my question, I'm a girl. <laughs> she knows She knows this show well. It does work. It does help. Uh, my name is Tara. You can use my name. I'm not ashamed. I listen to maybe... Uh, I listen to your Knockin' Boots episodes. I think they are pretty great and funny. I've been with my boyfriend for five years, totally okay with his gaming, but I want to play too. I'm terrible at playing games with dual analog sticks, but I'm almost okay at Left 4 Dead, according to my boyfriend. But I think he's just being nice. I'm a DS kind of girl. Love Pokemon, Cookie Mama, Animal Crossing, big fan of Pixel Junk Monsters. Wondering if you guys have any other suggestions of games we can play together. I've included a picture so you can tell we are cute and normal. Cute and normal. They are cute and normal. They should uh, play Pixel Junk Shooter together. Pixel Junk Shooter? uh, There's there's co-op in that? Yep. I was going to suggest Little Big Planet. Yes, that's no? a good one. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, on, where is, where, did she say where she's from, Tara? Is Tara from anywhere? Uh, she's from somewhere. She does not say, though. All right, this guy looks like a guy so, who hung out with me in Chicago at the meet and greet. I was wondering if that was him. Just any co-op games, basically? Or... For co-op games, it sounds like, she, sounds like they have a PS3 and an DS. All right, since they like Left 4 Dead, they should also play... Uh... Castle Crashers. No way. Dead Nation? Yeah. No, she, that's, that's going to be it, tough. Yeah, I mean, it'll be tough. Castle Crashers. Castle Crashers. Castle, I mean, uh... Dead Nation's a tough game. Yeah, so is Left 4 Dead. Yeah, and she's almost okay at it. <laughs> Tara, Little Big Planet, Castle Crashers, yeah. and also play Lara Croft and the Guardian of Light. Mm-hmm. Yes. Really fun uh, co-op game that yes. you can play with your boyfriend. This is from Damien. He's from uh, Penn State, class of 2011. Nittany Lions. <laughs> I read Mr. Miller's review of Dead Space 2. On <laughs> and subsequently read the collective diss in the comments section as well as the link on Reddit. I cannot fault Mr. Miller for his writing style, but it does make me wonder if IGN has any stylic- stylistic standardization protocols in place. Wow. Is there any sort of code of conduct by which all the writers at IGN abide when writing reviews? I only ask because I feel like there is a great bit of disparity among some of the articles. I get an enthusiastic vibe from Mr. Miller's review of Dead Space 2, but when I read Mike Thompson's articles, it feels like a peer-reviewed journal entry. Perhaps appearing to many audiences causes some of them to be displaced, displeased at what is aimed towards others. I, I know the answer to that. Go. Money. Huh? Money. What do you mean? So Money Greg got paid, more, Mike got paid more, more than Mike Thompson exactly. got paid. Well, that's, yeah. exactly. See, Greg, Mike Thompson doesn't review games for us, so he doesn't get paid. Yeah, Greg has a yacht. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know. It, the, the real problem is that Mike has a junior high education. I have a middle school education. <laughs> <laughs> so no, uh, you know, IGN, uh, the, we're a collection of personalities. That's, that's what we, we want you to do. I we want that, you to see who we are when we review games. I think games. that's what a lot, of, a lot of readers maybe struggle with a little bit is like, they're like, why doesn't your article sound like someone else's article? And it's like, well, I'm not. I'm not Greg Miller, you know. Yeah. I'm not. Well, it's, really the same, it's the same reason they're like, "How come this game got an eight, and you're and you're saying that this game's better than it?" And it's like, yeah. "Who did that? Ryan Clements? I'm not Ryan Clements." Yeah, yeah. yeah. IGN really pushes our personalities. We feel like that's our greatest strength and what sets us apart from other websites out there. In general, what we try to do with our voice is we try to be uh, the expert video game friend that you have talking to you on the couch, telling you what games are cool in a very informal, like relaxed way, yeah, sort of way. Like, irreverence <laughs> is one of our uh, core values at IGN. <laughs> 
I don't think we ever want to feel like we're we're lecturing you or like putting you no, in the no, college no, no. course. Uh, yeah, you know? like so, a, lot of, a lot of the complaints on the Dead Space review were uh, that popped up at least for the vocal minority. Whereas that, yeah, I was too conversational and too laid back in the words I chose, and I'm never going to sit there that you're colloquial. Try to choose exactly. Try to choose big words to try to make you yeah. understand what this game is. It's Our fun. Writing, this is I, great. I, I liked it. We try to write at a um, a high level of quality, but we're also going to be very like informal. Yeah. And we're going to talk to you like a real person. We're yeah, going to talk mean, to you like, I, like, like your friend. To my friend in the story, I wouldn't be like. Well, thematically, totally. Dead Space exactly, explores right? the struggle of human life. <laughs> I'd be like, no, it's it's scary and it's fun. It's yeah, awesome. it's not, this game's fucking badass. The That's basically what we want to say to you. The easiest way to do it, right, that I think, too, is that there are 300 boring reviews out there, right? Like, there are a million reviews out there who exactly. are going to write it the same way. So if you don't like how I, we do it, feel free not to watch us. Go read the New York Times. Yeah. <laughs> Roger Ebert's one step away from reviewing video games, I heard, so you're all set. Yeah. Also, 3D will never, ever, ever work, and nobody mm. will mm. ever, ever want it. <sighs> Yeah. Just like that's what they said about the UMD, Damon. <laughs> Roger Ebert's oh. fighting a good fight for me on that one. Uh, Dave Murphy says, uh, I'm writing in because I think I've lost interest in playing games. Uh-oh. Don't get me wrong. I wow. love the video game industry and learning about new games, but I just don't care about playing them, at least not the involved and time-consuming ones on consoles. I'm all about short and quick games like Angry Birds, but I just don't have any interest in getting involved with a deep game. I have so many games I bought and never finished uh, such as Red Dead Redemption, Mass Effect 2, Fallout New Vegas. Is there anything you can suggest that might kickstart my interest in getting back into these games? I don't think it's... I, I, I think even myself, I go through phases where I'm more into games than yeah. not. I was going to say Prozac. Well, Sounds like this guy's depressed. Yeah. I don't enjoy the things I, mean, I used to. He's also <laughs> listing off like all these epic, deep, long, lengthy game yeah. console games. It's like, well, try, try some that aren't as lengthy. You know, like if you don't want to play a 60-hour game, then don't buy that. Go buy something like you know Marvel vs. Capcom 3 or something. Go buy where some you can downloadable quick... games. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, download play Pac-Man games. Championship Edition DX. And that's you can, it's awesome, and you can just hop on and play for five or ten minutes. Yeah. Marvel Pinball, the, the X-Men big, Arcade. Marvel Pinball like is really that. fun. That's amazing. The What's big up? games like Mass Effect or Red Dead, you can put down, too, and come back. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, but I think that's his problem. I think he's just not come back. It but like no, I think he's worried about it. Whereas, like with me, like I burned out on Red Dead, right? So I put yeah. it down for like six months, and then one day I went and saw True Grit, and I was like, oh, I feel like I'm a cowboy again. And I, <laughs> yeah. sat, I sat down and finished Red Dead. You I know? love that movie. That movie's amazing. True Grit was really good. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's other games like I mean, just not to go on Nintendo, but like Donkey Kong Country Returns, you know, stuff like that. That's like you know, you can beat a few levels and then kind of totally walk away. Right. You don't need this like super huge epic story. And I, I feel like a lot of games are going back to that retro style. Where there's you can a lot do, of that you know, around there. There's a lot yeah. of it around there, so I think you can find it. It's just, you know, you've got to look at it, you know? There's even modern games that don't take very long to beat. Like, Dead Space 2 isn't really yeah. a very long game, yeah. you know? Put it on normal and you can cruise through it in, you know, a couple, two or three evenings, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned True Grit. Uh, what do you think should win Best Picture? The Oscar nominations are out. Oh, what are, what's in? Oh, I don't even know what's in Inception. Running. Inception. Inception. They they nominate so many movies now. It's Inception. They do ten. Toy Story three. S- yes, Toy Story three. True Social Grit. Network. True Grit. Uh, King Speech. King Speech. Uh, uh, Black Swan. Black Swan and uh, 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 that that one with the sex. With they the sex. sex. Uh, the one that was almost NC seventeen and I can't remember what it's called right now. Uh. Uh. uh, uh the some listeners. Grown ups. Blue something. Yeah, grown ups. Oh, blue, blue Valentine. Something. Blue Mountain. Oh. Anyway, no, no strings attached. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Kim Kardashian cried at No Strings Attached. She announced on Twitter too. Nice. It was important to know that. I think. <laughs> um, uh, I vote for uh, Social Network. That's my favorite. Movie. I've still seen Social Network. It's fantastic. I, mean, I love Richard. Social Network. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I liked. I think I liked True Grit more than Social Network. I mean, I, I really did True love Social really Network. Yeah. True Grit's a remake. Black, Black Swan is is amazing. Black Swan is really good. That too. is so good. I've seen King's Speech. And I really liked King's Speech as well. I haven't seen that one yet. I, I think Natalie Portman should win for Black Swan, and uh, Colin Firth should win for. King's speech. I could go Inception over all those though if I really wanted to. And Toy Story Three is 
friggin' amazing too, actually. Dude, you can't fault him. Yeah. Anthony, you're being so quiet. What, what was your favorite movie? I don't know. I, I feel like I, I Predators. You want I'm Predators? Think, I'm to thinking win? in general, like you guys are like seeing all these quality movies, and I'm like, oh, well, I watched, I watched Predators. And <laughs> Predators was probably the worst movie. I, and pro- I thought Predators was really bad, was and really a lot bad. of people defend that movie, and I don't I understand why. What's your, what's I your... was like, oh no, the Japanese guy, he found a katana. Don't tell me they're going to have a sword battle. <laughs> and they did. Spoilers. Yeah. What's your cheap thrill movie of the year? Like the, like the one that you probably shouldn't like, but you did. Like Expendables A-Team. Like I actually really like both of those. In a... I, have, I never saw either of those. Oh, they're but, fantastic. Uh, I don't know if it's cheap thrill. I really liked Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass? Oh, yeah. I, I thought Kick-Ass one. was really fun. Huh. And Kick-Ass is respectable. And Scott Pilgrim. I like Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim too. I enjoyed. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That last email was from the ghost of baby Charles on yet. Just so you know. <laughs> Just a couple more emails. Oh, I want one... a Jordan Bolt email next week, by the way. Okay, Jordan, Jordan Bolt. Bolt, please write into us. Hmm? One more email. This is from Daniel. Uh, he was one of the winners of the ZQ magazine. Oh, yeah. That we sent yeah, out. yeah, the zombie in, one. Dead yeah. Rising 2. In order to uh, oh. thank us for sending that, he made the sketch of Batman riding a shark bus. Oh, good. It's pretty well, good. Oh, done. Batman's really enjoying it, too. Batman's having a good time. Robin, yeah! <laughs> Robin is having, he's holding on for dear life. Uh, Man, this is an interesting take on the shark octopus. I know the, the tentacles. The tentacles are, are the shark heads. Yeah, yeah, that would have a very hard time. I feel like that would have a very time getting anywhere. They'd all be fighting <laughs> each other. <laughs> it's all up to Batman. Batman is right. He's, he's piloting the shark octopus. So uh, we're gonna definitely add this. The stuff. setting sun is nice in the background. That's amazing. Yeah. We're going to add this to the wall. Thank yeah, you yeah. a lot for that, Daniel. That's really, really good. And uh, that's all the scoops we have for you this week. Thank, it went by really fast, didn't it? It did. You did a good <laughs> job. Scott Lowe will not punch you in the face. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, thank you, Greg. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Rich. Yeah. Uh, thank you to the, our friends at uh, High Voltage 2. My name is Wait, Damon. so you just in, you inserted that in there? Yeah. Well, that's going to be in there, yeah. Like you're doing you now. missed it. It's yeah. magic. It's podcast oh, why magic. Did, you didn't do the, the – you, you never kicked it to him. you got to do the bump. Well, I, when, at the beginning of that bit, I I, now, I, I introduced uh, them. There's a lot of magic, you wow. know, like 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 how movies are. That made. was a really it's good kinda... segment. Yeah, <laughs> I think we all I think we all learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was very informative. Uh, anyway, my name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.